Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio. I'm here with my friend and co-author Nancy Saxton Lopez. This is a program which we generally do every Thursday evening from 6 p.m. Eastern for about a half hour. This is a recorded program today because I'll be traveling. And the podcast or video cast, however you may receive it, is an outgrowth of the book that Nancy and I wrote, which is called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. And this podcast allows us the opportunity to communicate directly with you who are members of the audience. And so a lot of what we do is we read letters that we receive from audience members, and then we comment on them. And this has proven to be very helpful for many, many listeners. And if you'd like to write to us, please do. You can write to me at kenddv at gmail.com and nancy at nsaxtonlopez at csmpc.com. And this information is in our, in the description that's attached to the, to the podcast. If you write to us and you share your story, we will get back to you via email. And if you will allow us to share your story, please tell us that within your note. And you can also tell us that you'd like for us to share only parts of it, or you'd like for us to shield your name. But it is very helpful for people to hear stories. And so we appreciate it if you will let us share it. And we absolutely understand if you prefer that you that we didn't share it. There are a number of ways that you can support our work. You can do so through Venmo or PayPal or a monthly subscription. Uh, I also just want to mention that if you write to us, you can write to us for another reason. You can suggest a topic or a guest, and we always appreciate those recommendations as well. This program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society in Springfield, Massachusetts. You can learn more at dakinhumane.org. Dakin sponsors a cost-free Zoom pet loss support group that I facilitate. It's usually on the second Tuesday of the month. It runs 6 p.m. to 7.30 Eastern Time. There's an RSVP link in the program description, and the next one will be actually on the third Tuesday of the month because I'll be traveling on the second Tuesday, and that is that is July 18th. And again, it's free. You can dial in or zoom in, I should say, from any place in the world. We have people join us from all over the place, from the U.S. and well beyond. So please feel free to join us if you think that that may be helpful. Also, it's really helpful in terms of the visibility of the program and getting it in the view of other people who will benefit if you will subscribe on YouTube. So please consider doing that. There's a link to the YouTube broadcast that is in the description. And if you would click on that and subscribe, that would be very much appreciated Mm -hmm. by both of us and by others who may benefit from getting the podcast in in their view. So Nancy, want to get us started? Yeah, we have we have a story tonight. Actually, it's been a, a stream of emails back and forth um, from a lovely lady, Vicki, who lives in Western Australia, and she lost her beautiful little cat, Molly. Um, and so Ken and I are going to share. We actually, like I said, had a lot of communication with her. Um, so I will start off and then she did get back to us for, for certain reasons 
um, and and there was a surprise at the end. So um, and it, it just looks at the whole grief process and what she was going through and then how she came out the, the other side. Um, Dear Nancy and Ken, I found your podcast on Spotify whilst looking for some kind of help in trying to understand and process the loss of my beautiful little girl, Molly, a petite and darling cat. So Molly was born on the 21st of January, 2021, and I brought her home as a rescue kitten. She didn't even weigh a kilo. Being the runt of the and little of the litter and what a personality she was. Molly passed away on the 23rd of May 2023. Such a short life with so much ahead of her. We had a routine. She was allowed out with my son's cat Teddy in the mornings around 5:15 um, a.m. when I went to the gym. I was left the cat flap open so that they could back inside as they wished. On Tuesday, 23rd of May, this time, I had a feeling that I best not leave the cat flap open in case someone broke in. I have no idea why I thought this and can only now assume that it was some kind of premonition of pending doom. Molly was part of our gang, me, the dogs, and her, even coming to the park with me and the dogs. She followed me everywhere and we had such a strong bond. 4.30 p.m. was curfew for the cats, and they didn't go outside until the next morning. Although Molly had a litter tray, she was such a fastidious little girl, she wouldn't use it. I got back from the gym, and Teddy was waiting for me, not Molly, however. This wasn't unusual, as she normally came back soon after I got home. I got ready for work and got into my car. As I'm backing out of my driveway, my neighbor in her PJs runs across my lawn and asks me if I have a little stripy cat. I said, yes, I do. And she told me she is lying under the heater out in the back. I went with her and Molly was lying on her side, sobbing wet. It had not been raining and she was alive, but I could see she was badly injured. I rushed her to my vet, driving way above the speed limit, and I didn't care. I just needed to get her to medical aid. The vet told me to prepare for the fact that Molly probably won't make it. She had been hit by a car, and her pelvis was broken, and her leg, and she had no idea of the internal injuries. I begged her to fix her at no matter what cost. She said there was nothing she could do. I asked to be with her, and so I cuddled her, laying my head on her little body and kissing her and telling her I was so sorry and that I loved her. Such a violent death for such a pure little soul who gave so much love and affection. It still feels surreal, and I expected to see her little face and hear her bell. Molly will be cremated and will be home with me in a few days' time. I feel so responsible for what has happened to her. I had one job as her mummy, and that was to care for her and keep her safe, and I have failed her in that regard. Normally, she would sleep with me and my two chihuahuas, Maggie Mae and Jamie, but that Monday night, because she had been waking me up around 3 a.m. and doing zoomies, I didn't let her sleep with me. I feel so ashamed and guilty. What was I thinking? If only I could turn back the clock and know that was our last time together or not, 
done our usual routine of letting her outside that morning, she would still be here with me. But she's gone, and I just can't process the loss and the huge hole this is left in my life and my heart. I thought I heard her purring the other night, but it was just a dream. I would do anything to get her back. I have two beautiful little dogs, which are 10 years old and have been with me since they were puppies. And I can't even begin to think about when their time comes. I'm so overwhelmed with grief, loss and guilt, I don't know what to do. All I see when I close my eyes is that poor little baby with sopping wet fur and a broken body. I am beside myself with pain. Please help me understand why this had to happen. It's okay to share my story. So that's the beginning of all the emails that went back and forth. Right. And you've yeah. been in touch with her a lot. You've been yeah. providing a lot of responses to her. And, do you and wanna, support. Do you want to read the next, the next one? Yes. Yeah. So, of course, I responded to her. Um, and then, uh, of course, she got back to me and said, thank you so much for your kind words. I know the only way out is through this awful darkness, but having people such as you and Ken in the world who know and understand this mind numbing darkness and pain is so wonderful. Listening to your podcast is so helpful and puts one on the path to eventual healing and hopefully in time forgiveness of self. I never meant her any harm. She was my baby girl and I miss her little kitty face and her warmth so very, very much. God bless. And so, of course, I wrote back and said, of course, you meant no harm, right? right. This was this is typical for a lot of times when there are accidents accidents happen yep. and she felt so incredibly guilty and I should have done this differently. I needed to do that. Why didn't I do this? And so of course she would never want to harm this little Of course baby. not. Of course not. You know. Um, so, hard. so so then I'll read the next correspondence. Okay. And this is So this is sorry to be a pest. Is that the one? No. Okay. Good. Uh, let me do sorry to be oh, a pest. Okay. okay. Yep. So that's okay. Um, okay. So she then she got back to me a couple of days later. Sorry to be a pest, but I'm really struggling with accepting Molly's death. And I feel totally responsible for what has happened to her, letting her out early, knowing the dangers and risks. She was injured so horribly, which could have been avoided. And the pain she must have suffered at my blasé attitude is inexcusable. I had a pretty unkind message on Facebook from a stranger saying, why did I let my young cat out unsupervised? And this is what happens when you let young cats out. I have thought about this comment all day, and she is so right. I am totally responsible and caused my little girl pain in an early death. I don't know how I'm going to get through this guilt knowing I caused her dreadful pain and early demise. I wish her so very much. It breaks my heart. I don't think I should ever rescue another cat. Okay, so now she's still in that process of early grief and the guilt, and then she gets this message, right? Yeah. And of course, my response to her is, you know, that that was unexcusable. It that was some people are assholes. 
such a response. Uh, that, that probably pretty much was it. Um, I didn't want to necessarily say that, but yes, I, I responded to her immediately. And of, and of course, the guilt is crushing for her. But we do live in a cruel world. Yeah. It has really yeah. changed with social media. And there's a lot of people who will step in and give opinions and criticisms and judgments that are not really warranted because no one knows what the, that person, other person is going through, right? Yeah. So I, you know, and then I talked about being gentle with herself and, and that, you know, and probably not go on Facebook for a period of time, you know, because it was just too hard. So then, um, let's see. Um, okay. So she went off Facebook. Um, and then she talked about end of life again, too. Um, what was going on with her because she couldn't get the images out of her mind. And I don't have her, I don't have actually her email, but I have mine back to her. So I was like, you know, it's really hard in the beginning, right? Because that's what you look at. Oh, it, it just, that's what comes coming up. to it keeps coming to mind over and over and over again and we hear that almost from every single person certainly when there's a traumatic death like this just the image is something that just pops into our head all the time and it's just something we work through and eventually it becomes less painful and it becomes less frequent I think she also wanted to, she was afraid of Molly being in pain. And I said to mm -hmm. her, my sense is that she went into shock immediately. Yeah. She yeah. was not really feeling Yeah. Yep. Because, it, you know, her injuries were so serious. So serious, yeah. Um, and, and the grief journey is, is difficult, right? It's challenging, but it signifies how much you love yeah, sure. this little animal, yeah. this, this little beautiful creature. Right? Yeah. So then she said, thank you. And I think now it will go into what you have, I believe. Right. So, okay. So this is a letter to you. The correspondence is to Nancy always in this case. Hi, Nancy. I just wanted to let you know that I've written a post or letter to Molly. I'm hoping this will help me move through the pain, guilt, and loss. Molly is back home now, and I'm sharing a photograph with you. So we have, as I showed before, we have a number of photographs. Molly was a striking, strikingly beautiful Really beautiful cat. cat. And here's Molly with the, with the two dogs. Oh, the babies, all the babies. I, I just wanted to thank you so very much for all your support and kindness. It will be a while, I think, before I can forgive myself completely for what transpired. Today has been a better day. And although I feel so terribly sad and lost, I've tried to remember all the beautiful things about my little girl. I'm not sure when I will be ready to adopt another Puskins. <laughs> Certainly not for some time. <clears throat> but in, my, in the honor of my little girl, I will keep my heart open because I do believe they send us the right baby at the right time. I will tune into Ken's podcast Zoom session next month. As you are right, I think this will help me a lot. I wanted to share what I'd written to my baby girl with you, and I don't mind if you want to share it, if it gives comfort or peace to someone else who is grieving for their beloved family member. Take mm -hmm. care, and I will make contact again in a while to let you know 
if Molly sent me another to give love and shelter to. I hope that will be okay. Hugs, Vicky. And here's her letter to Molly. My dear, to my dear Molly, firstly, I want to tell you how very sorry I am that I wasn't there to protect you. I'm sorry I've let you down, sweet girl. I would never have deliberately put you in harm's way. You were such a little, a petite little pushkins with a huge personality. I miss your head bumps. I miss your little face, the sound of your bell, your meow, the way you would remind me it was time for bed at night, the weight of your little body next to mine while we slept, how you wanted some of my toast in the mornings and didn't want to be left out for any walkies with Maggie and Jamie in the park. They miss you. Teddy misses you and has been looking for you. They wonder where you are, and I'm not able to explain what happened. Sometimes I think I catch a glimpse of you out of the corner of my eye, or I am sure I hear you purring. You were always purring, little one, and I know I haven't imagined it. I know you are here with me. Would I ever forget you? No, never. Will I always love you? Absolutely. My little soulmate, you are now back home where you belong, and I wanted you to know how very much you are missed and loved, mummy, and a couple of kisses. So it's a, it's a beautiful note, and it's also communicating things that are so very typical in terms of the seeing our lost beloved animal companion out of the corner of our eye or hearing them hearing them and yeah, I mean, something that that. i've experienced personally numerous times many many people have talked about it in their communications with us and in our in their in our group meetings whether they're face to face or zoom by technology so it's a beautiful note and it as she explains it's very helpful for many people yeah to do this, to write a note to their loved one. And we've, we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not only that, but also just writing it to us or to, yeah. to, yeah. to writing it out in a journal, right? Yeah. Because it moves it. The pain is so immense, so devastating that, that it, it kind of, it kind of um, encompasses those feelings and puts them out on paper. Yeah. Yeah. which yeah. is which is really healing because you see it instead of just feeling it right yeah yeah get, um, get it out of yourself gives you a little perspective gives you a point of reference Sometimes and then to also write a letter to your babies that have died right yeah. and telling them you know how much you love them and and of course she never wanted of course, yeah. We never yeah. want any, any, you know, anybody to, to, um, to, to die or, but that, again, accidents happen. Yep. Um, and, and that's, we've had quite a few of them. We just had a new one, I think, Ken, where there was an accident where yeah, yeah. a dog was run over and by mistake. And, and that's just, it's, it's, I can't. It's so painful and difficult. It's so painful and it's, it's so, and we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll get to that note that you just referenced because it takes a special kind of uh, generosity to share yeah, the story these of things. that. Because it, it is, this is a, the story that Nancy's mentioning and we'll get to in, in a couple of weeks probably is of somebody who inadvertently ran over their own dog with their with their car and of course we've heard this a number of times but this it's person it does absolutely happen. telling us it's okay to share so you're not alone if that's or something similar has happened to you and 
And there are many people who have indoor outdoor cats. Yes. And in fact, there are cats who, because of their temperament, cannot be indoor cats. And so I, I have had barn cats over the years and I adopt them from a shelter or shelters. And the idea is if you try to keep them inside, they will not do well. And in fact, the one I have now, she was just so psychologically stressed by being inside that she ripped all the fur off her tail, ripped all the fur off her abdomen, was just- Is that Miss Esme? That's Miss Esme, who now is, is, you know, she comes in and out of my office and she does patrols out in the, in the garden. <laughs> well, you had, was it Diane too? I had that... Diana, I had Henry, yeah, Henry, and Esme has been with me now for many years. Uh, but that's the, so a lot of times people just don't, they don't know that it's sometimes a good thing to have an indoor outdoor cat. It's, it's the healthy thing for that particular cat. And it may be the healthy thing for that particular, particular family. And it will never do any good to lecture somebody in a way that adds to the pain they're already feeling. Absolutely. So anyway, Absolutely. There's, not, there's no, that, that was just a horrible thing. I won't use that word that I used again, but. Well, <laughs> but anyway, so but I do we, think it is generous. I, I want to want to, you know, also you know, talk about that and, and emphasize it, that these are people who did something that they never, ever meant to do. Of course. That actually caused an accident well, or, yeah, that's, or, that's, or death. Yeah. And, and, and for them to be able to say, you can share this. Yeah. Is, is is so appreciative for us because you know you're you're putting your your yourself you know oh, in a situation where the, the, the many 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 people who either accidentally or you know life is full of accidents yeah all kinds of accidents and so there's no there's no absolute security there just isn't yeah. you, you know we've we've heard enough stories of people who animals animals are inside and some terrible accident befalls them and they die as a result of it at a young age. We've, we've recently shared a number of those stories. So you know, we do the best we can, period. Right. But let's go to another- Now the ending of Vicky, yeah. right? So okay. this is the, another update. This is the most recent update. Hi, Nancy. Molly sent, me, sent this little man to me. I named him Charlie, a rescue kitten. He does not replace my beloved Molly she, she has a special place in my heart and always will, but Charlie is so affectionate and fills that awful aching pain. He doesn't leave my side. He came home with me two days ago and is an absolute little darling. Darling, I think Molly would be happy for him and know he can give me the love that she isn't around to physically give until we meet again on the other side. Kindest regards, Vicki. And you have a picture of the little boy, don't you? I don't. We, we oh, I sent, I sent you it. All right. Come. Our my our technical skills did not allow me. All right. It was a very cute little orange tabby, right? Charlie is a okay. little orange tabby. And he's very small and he's very cute. So, so I just want to read it. There was one follow-up note. You wrote back to her congratulating her on Charlie. And she wrote, thank you, Nancy. I hope he does. I hope he does too. And you had said, you know, you wish him a very long and healthy life. I do feel ashamed as it seems as if I moved on as if she didn't mean anything to me, like ho-hum, oh, ho, 
Um, oh, well, but that's not how it is. Yeah. I couldn't function without her and my grieving was affecting my two beautiful little doggies. I have to be a good mom for them too and be there for them. I hope Molly knows that. And although Charlie is here, I still mourn her loss. I hope Molly understands and forgives me for not being there to protect her on that dreadful morning. And you wrote back and told her, of course, of course she does. But when she says, I do feel ashamed as it seems as if, seems as if I moved on as if she didn't mean anything to me. Again, we hear this so much right. from people who adopt within a reasonably short period of time. And what I always think of with that, with that is I, I always do that because I can't be with you can't be without one. I know. I mean, I love my dogs dearly, but when when Abigail died in very late August, I had adopted Hildy by September 16th. It's okay. <laughs> it's whatever works. It's it doesn't what, mean listen, that I don't yeah, right. There's no right them. or wrong with this. It doesn't no mean right that you don't miss Should, them or that you don't mourn for them, but it is very common to feel like, You've betrayed them in some You're way. betraying some, them, right. Some people just feel that they betrayed them when they ha have a happy thought. And so you got to do what works for you. And there, there is nothing to be ashamed of, although that doesn't mean that she doesn't feel ashamed. Of course, we feel whatever we feel, and that's valid. But by the same token, it's important to recognize that we, deal with, we always deal with this in our own way, and our, and our ways vary hugely. Well, I, and what Vicky said was was right on, right? This is a new relationship. Charlie yeah. is a new relationship. He will never be Molly. And Molly is with me. Yeah. You know, yep. yep. So so I guess we'll end there. We thank Vicky very we, much. Yeah, we thank for Vicky. For sharing this story with us. And, and again, this is one story. And it doesn't mean that she's done with her grief. She makes no. that very clear she'll continue to feel the ups and downs because this was fairly quick. It was from May until June, mm -hmm. mid-May to early June, the whole story. And so it gives you an example. I mean, it's kind of the way I operate. So I, I, re I relate to that very strongly. And some people you just may, can't, re you can't replace someone who's died. No. That's, but some, if you, if you can do that and have a brand new relationship, which it would be, of course, then it's fine. And some people, it may take a very long time. And some people will say they're never going to adopt. Yes, it there's, be nothing, the there's nothing wrong with whatever way you do right. it. Exactly. What's right for you is what's right for you. Right. So, it's great talking with you as always, Nancy. You too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Take care, everyone. <laughs>